Welcome to Xbox Voice to the Xbox community. You're listening to episode 54, and this week we have an awesome panel. We have the number one, the, the one and only hip-hop gamer. What's going on, hip-hop? Yo, what's good, baby? You already know what it is, man. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming back to the show. Uh, we also have Jason. What's going on, Jason? What's up, guys? And Michael's son. What's up, Michael? I'm away from Skyrim momentarily, so yeah, let's get this done. It's, it's hurting you. <laughs> Speaking of a single-player game to get into. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just wanted to go over some reader mail, then we're going to get kind of right into it. Uh, we have Stefan wrote in this week. He said he's, hey, this is your favorite listener, Stefan. I'm down for some Diablo Saturdays. If Burn was here, I would rub it in because he wasn't there. Uh, he said, I'm in the second act. and would love to join you guys. Get hip-hop on again, please, Stefan. Look, we got it. We got hip-hop on. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm here, baby. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, Gene wrote in. He said, thanks for the reply. I actually got an Xbox One last week for my birthday, so I'm still new to this. But the key games I'm into is The Division and uh, Apocalypse Genre, like State of Decay, Last of Us, and Fallout. Pretty much thanks for all your hard work with the show, guys. Uh, Just have a good time doing the podcast. We appreciate writing in, Gene. Uh, and then we had another email from, I think it's the same Gene, about having hip-hop on. So, he's here. Got it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. You ask, we deliver. <laughs> All right, so let's Do just get right it. into it. Hip-hop, tell me about E3. How was your E3? Uh, E3 was crazy, man. Um, it's, I mean, it's always crazy for me. I'm always excited about it. But uh, this E3, like, first off, like, when it comes down to the conferences, um, I think everybody just... Really did good. I think yeah. everybody came with. It was it was welcoming and how um difference a year can make. So I think a lot of the content. The All right, one sec, hip hop. You're going in and out for some reason. Uh, would you be able to put on push to talk, and that way it just picks up everything you say? I'm not sure why it's not picking up when you get a little low. Okay. I'm sorry. The technical might, uh, difficulties in the podcast. He, he might have put it a, the slider a little too yeah. high. So but, uh, when it, he gets a little too low, it's dropping out. Just got. He just has to lower it a little bit. Um, do you know how to do it? Or yeah, I, I just okay. I just lowered it a, a little bit. All right. Okay. Let's All try right. that. You're going coming through. Uh, this so is Xbox okay. uncut. So uncut. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Xbox Uncut is real, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so, um, I like that Uncut, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like the way you guys market that. The, yeah. That's cool. So, um, but yeah, like, I'm starting to see a lot of people embrace the independent developers this year at E3. Like, because before, it was like, oh, indie developers, whatever. Now, it's like, oh, shit, No Man Sky's my shit! Like, everybody's going crazy right now seeing all this good shit. So, um, to me, I feel like you know, everybody's getting the independent developers is getting a lot more respect this year that I've noticed. Um, uh, graphics is being pushed, pushed like I mean, Uncharted 4 to shut everything down. I'll give a damn what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to say something too that a lot of people's gonna try to, you know, get at me on. But I did an article saying I never in my life, in my life, seen a PC title exclusively running on the highest hardware ever created. Look as good as that Uncharted 4 trailer, and I and I spoke to numerous people at Sony that's working on the game, that's playing the game, 
and what you saw was an old build. Like, they've been playing this game for almost a year now, and it looks like that. That's the actual yeah. level is playing it. I don't spoke to too many people that work, that's working on the game, that's playing the game every day. So that right there is an accomplishment all in, you know, all in its own in terms of that. Uh, another thing at E3 I thought was really cool was um, uh, some of the... Some of the um, Xbox um, One games uh, that everybody's excited about, which was Scalebound, the exclusive Platinum game. You yeah. Know, even though they didn't show any gameplay, that trail alone, a lot of people was talking about that. So I was very, very excited. Everybody was on AA game. It, I had fun. I had fun, man. The only thing is, like, I mean, I know Nintendo, you know, they did, they did good, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I mean, Super Smash Brothers. We is amazing. We use amazing. We knew it was going to be pretty much. Bayonetta two. You know, a lot of the stuff. Nintendo really didn't have any surprises to me. It's like it, we were just happy to see what they finally was talking about. But mm-hmm. I didn't really see any surprises. But other than that, it was a great ether. I mean, I said like, the same thing, and I got yelled at. <laughs> like other than like Splatoon. They didn't really show anything else. Yeah. Just like, oh, that's really cool, and I can't wait for that. Look, just, Zelda oh, yeah, is going to finally be a true like, open oh, world game. Zelda, all right, no shit. Zelda's yeah. going to finally be a true open world game. I mean, the y'all. people <laughs> never played like the handheld Legend of Zelda games. Those were I, open I world know. technically, like um, Ocarina of or not, or, but Oracle Seasons and Ages. Those were open world. Space. They they never loaded anywhere. Yeah, but no, no, I I know that. It's just the uh, it's a sensation. Their, their big push was that it you would be able to go into different situations. Like it's, yeah. they, they went for the. I felt like they said, "So what can we do to Zelda? Let's go the Splinter Cell approach, where we can go into situations from multiple angles and different, you know." And it's like, "Oh, okay." And it's going to be open world, like that's kind of what they did. I, I guess I just find it weird that people were so excited about that particular announcement when it was just that visual thing, versus games that had playable demos. It there isn't as much hype for those games as it is for Zelda. I get it's because it's Zelda, but. Elder Scrolls, Elder. Yeah. Yo, man, real talk. I just, I just think that Nintendo really need to step up their creativity, man. And when yeah. I mean, when I mean by step up their creativity, don't be, don't recreate what's already created. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was something about Nintendo that was so great that made them create Mario, that made them create Metroid, that made them create Donkey Kong. Where's the same energy that created? those characters that gave us, you know, all these years of, well, you know, entertainment. No, let's be like, honest. If, if Nintendo came out and Cuphead was a Wii U exclusive, that would have been phenomenal. Like, well, they would have... Something like that. Because Cuphead looks fucking awesome. It's like... The, you know what? You know what would be a phenomenal to me? I would love to see Nintendo do an E3 without Mario, without Luigi, without yeah. Zelda, without Metroid. I want to see them... Do any? I want to see them do something in gaming that's impactful without any of that because that's one of the reasons why you know me. I got everything. I own everything and stuff. At the same time, I got my preferences. But um, if you look at Microsoft, right? In the original Xbox, Halo was born. Okay, Xbox um 360, Halo was there. Xbox One, Halo is coming. If you look at Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, Sony's the only company that got great games that would skip generations because they create so much that they don't need that. 
So, so if you look at PlayStation One, you know what I'm saying? PlayStation One, you know, um, has siphon filter and stuff like that. But you didn't no, see... but Siphon Filter was on PlayStation 2, it kind of died out, it, yeah, no, it did whatever. Point. PlayStation things were always Grand Theft Auto, Siphon Filter, Final Fantasy. Those were the big PlayStation franchises, and uh, Resident Evil. Gran Turismo. No, 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 Gran Turismo. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about from an exclusive standpoint. Like, I'll give you examples. The, the, you they really were exclusive at the time, though. He's saying no, that... No, what variety. I'm saying is... Okay, I'll give you an example. If you, at, uh, if you look at the PlayStation... Um, uh, if you look at playstation uh two and stuff like that if you look at playstation three or whatever whatever like they didn't have to rely on what made playstation one work on playstation two and playstation three and playstation four each generation introduced something new that the other generation you know like didn't need to have like 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 i i I, I, i'll give you an example of what i mean we never siphon filter never came out on playstation three but that was one of their flagship titles. It, but, it, it, but it never came out on PlayStation 3. It skipped the whole generation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jack and Daxter. It skipped the whole generation. You see because what I'm saying? They were, Naughty Dog was working on Uncharted. No, but, and but Ratchet point, and Clank. But the point, exactly. That's my point. The point is, they didn't need... Uh, they don't have to always go back to their like savior like you know how you got companies that try new things but they always go to the thing that always worked so no but that's fails, that's because sony has is out for four generations so far hip-hop you can't compare them to microsoft because microsoft's only been out this is their third console so okay. they haven't had a generation to skip and if anything that's i can i can no 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 i can say that phantom dust skipped a generation now it's coming back on xbox one it was on the original xbox they got the IPs to do it. Most of their Same with large, Crimson Skies. Same with Crimson Mic- Skies or a few games. They, Mic- they could bring back most games. Of Microsoft's, I mean. Microsoft's large IPs that have been highly successful, except for like Forza Motorsport and Halo, started on 360. Gears of War started on 360. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but and, the and, thing and is... What I'm trying to make is the, the, the franchises that were the face of a system... Like how Mario is the face of a system, Zelda is the face of the Nintendo, whatever. You will always see them every single generation because Nintendo feel they always need to keep their... Like if you play in spades, you always want to hold on to your Joker. <laughs> like You know what I'm saying? Mario, Zelda, Metroid, all the shit, that's Nintendo's Joker cards. No, like, no, I agree. You know like Nintendo's very stuck in that, that, PlayStation, that formula. PlayStation's, PlayStation's always that. been about... PlayStation's always been about Gran Turismo. That's their Joker card. No matter what, Gran Turismo sells like tens of millions of copies. Well, it's the one... Well, it used Gran to Turismo sell tens six. of millions of copies. Uh, and it was their Joker card. They released it like once every six years, and they would say, here's the new Gran Turismo. It would look phenomenal. It'd play phenomenal. And that was the Joker card. That was Sony's IP that like killed everything. But to be fair yeah, but, about but, this... but you're not understanding my point. Like, I'll give you an example. Wipeout was one of the big uh, games on PlayStation 1 and stuff like that. You didn't... Wipeout wasn't on, you know, like, every single, you know, system that came after that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Actually, they made PSP versions and shit like that. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, the, the point I'm trying to make is Gran Turismo is definitely a flagship title, and you'll see it on every generation of their life. That's cool. But the thing is, there comes a point in time where let's create something new so we don't always have to rely on 
the something that we created years and years and years. Exactly. Ago. No, no, no. I, I think I, uh, see. I disagree. I think Microsoft has Quantum Break. They have Sunset Overdrive. They have they have a bunch of games, just Hold like on, Sony yeah. does. No, no, Scalebound. No, talk- Microsoft has it. Nintendo no. doesn't. Like I'm Nintendo. Not, no, I'm not talking about that. Like what you're saying, I'm not talking about. What I'm talking about is if you look at Xbox, the original Xbox that came out in 2001, right? Mm-hmm. You, um, Halo is their biggest game. Yeah, you know and it didn't so, release with the Xbox and, One. Yeah, so the and, it's not even today, coming out in the next another year it's it's literally halo 5 the next ir- irritation of halo yeah, it's it's not it's a 2015 title it's gonna be like hold two years second, after the though. xbox one hold, launched hold on to I be mean, fair it's... about this entire thing and i completely understand the point you're trying to make the problem with the entire point is that sony has never had the only, the biggest most successful games they've ever had is basically gran turismo it's their only halo other than maybe the Uncharted series is more like their Gears of War as far as sales go. Microsoft really hit big on quite a few franchises, so they kept popular and they kept pushing them out. People kept buying them. Sony has not... They've never done... Had like, that they one franchise. They don't, no, they so, don't Sony's never needed it, though. Franchise. Sony they needed it because they, they have variety of so And crazy. they still don't. No, they they still, don't need no, it. I, they, I completely they, they push a full no, package. No. If, if they had them, they would need them. They, there's nothing wrong with needing them. I'd argue The Last of Us is a good example of something that they kind of really yeah. needed to you know push more sales. And the but fact that they're I, remastering it, I mean, that's yeah, just... That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty noticeable. I mean, I, I don't... A year later, that's pretty nuts. It's, that's this is the first time you've ever seen Sony go, we got The Last of Us. This is such a great game. We're going to re-release. Well, I mean, they did it with God of War, but it wasn't nowhere to this extent. Not to that extent, yeah. But I, I'd, also, I'd also say that Sony's also relied on developers very heavily. Yeah. You look at Position 1 and Naughty Dog, you had... Um, who? What's his butt? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. PlayStation 2, it was Jack. And Daxter. PlayStation 3 is Uncharted. Now 4, who knows what Nog's going to do. But you could say the same thing with Insomniac. On PlayStation 1, I don't think they... Oh, Spyro on PlayStation 1. Spyro. PlayStation 2, it was uh, Ratchet and Clank. Clank. And PlayStation 3, it was Resistance Fall of Man. Yep. They've had, to, they've had to really crutch on those games. Yeah, on those and, developers. and that's the point. And, and the point. And I'm so glad you said that. Because the thing is, it was one of those situations where... As great as Ratchet is, you don't want to see Ratchet every single time, every single time. Where's the new shit? Where's the new shit? It gets to a point they where have greatness, greatness no, can but be stale. There's a Ratchet you game you could say the year. same thing about uh, Uncharted. They're coming out with another Uncharted game. It, like, I've already seen Uncharted 1 through 3. Why do we need zones. to play another Uncharted game? Where's the you, know, you could go down that rabbit hole, but I don't want to. I think that's a great franchise that they should continue. Yeah. Like Killzone but, was on the PlayStation 2. That's, that's spanned three gen. That's spanned three generations now. Yeah, let's remember the kind of company Microsoft is compared to the kind of company Sony is. Sony relies on variety. They don't. Yeah, they, that's true. They go for variety and sales. Microsoft is a kind of company, especially coming out of their software roots, where they invented stuff like Windows and Office, and they kept revising them. And because they were big sellers, and they kept pushing them, so they're the kind of company that's going to look for giant franchises to continue pushing them. Only now are they trying starting to come out of that, especially with. Um... Well, they leaned a lot on third party on the 360. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're but, right. You're right. But but, but you know what? So what's the the best thing about this conversation is 
like, look how many games between all the systems there is to fucking play. Yeah. That shit is crazy, because there was a point in time where, like, just the development of games was... Which version of Street Fighter 2 do you got, hip-hop? Oh, no, no, that's what it was back in the day, though. It was like, we were both playing Street Fighter 2, but I had Turbo, you had whatever. Championship Edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So to me, I actually, I love the fact that uh, the variety is there, man, because I'm telling you, man, like, to be able to play a kill zone, they go to a Gears of War, they go to a Puppeteer, if it's a Sensei Overdrive, that shit is amazing to me, man. I, I love where we at. I Dude, love wait where till, we at. honestly, anyone buying, like, we're all, I, I consider anyone that's bought a console up till now, still, they're still early adopters considering what's still out there. I mean, there's honestly, I mean, there's variety now, but a lot of stuff, 2015's really going to be the time to buy. I'm, a, I'm a scared. Consoles. I'm scared of 2015. I'm scared. I know, but honestly, the amount of shit that's coming out by fall of 2015, you'll have all the launch stuff to play, you'll have the stuff that's releasing this year in fall, you'll just yeah. have tons of stuff to play. And it's not to say that, that this year isn't isn't much to sleep on. I mean, this no, fall this year is pretty good, packed. too. Yeah, this year too. Yo, Destiny is crazy. Assassin's Creed Unity is coming. I mean, damn, son. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I'm just, I'm still trying to finish uh, Sniper Elite Three right now, but that shit is kind of hard. The PC wow. Master Race is gonna destroy everybody when the next Civ comes out, and that's all we play. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, to go back to the Nintendo thing, and then buying the next um, Civ expansion pack a month later. That's right. You know what I actually heard hip hop is that Miyamoto does not allow anyone else to work on IPs he's created, which I can understand. But the problem with that is that means Miyamoto, every time they have to make a new game, has to work on a Mario. He has to work yeah. on. Any yeah. of the IPTs created. No, but that's the issue with Nintendo is it's, it's stale. And yeah. we t- it's but just the stale. There's stories coming out of Nintendo of, um, ooh, hip hop got disconnected. You know, wait a second. We're, we're just going to, we'll, we'll see what's going on. But continue on the thought with him gone. The thing I've heard is that internal in Nintendo is that there's developers that want to work on Mario and have new ideas for Zelda, but Miyamoto won't actually allow them. Oh, so, sorry that. about that. I don't know what happened. It's alright. Pride is a bitch. That's how you can summon Nintendo right now. Oh, that being said, they have let Metroid out to die for oh, years. Yeah. Which is dumb. Yeah. That could honestly be... That that franchise could be... That, is what, that is what sells me on Wii U. Is is, is a good nah, Metroid fuck you. game. You know what sells me on Wii U? Uh, HD Pokemon. I won't take any less. <laughs> That's Pokemon right. Pokemon and HD, I would buy Wii U tomorrow. I uh, honestly would. I, I know everyone thinks that's silly. We've had this conversation before, dude. <laughs> I know. I think everyone thinks that's silly, but I don't understand why they don't I turn think that it's their, console Let's be honest. Pokemon is Nintendo's biggest IP, period, oh, yeah. out of any IP. Even I don't, I don't even know if Mario competes with Pokemon sales. Pokemon is insane. No, yeah. Mario does. Does it? I think, like, I think honestly, Mario is, more, is a more recognizable character, but Pokemon as a whole, it's probably more I successful. I think if you went around the world and showed a picture of Mario and then showed a picture of Pikachu, I think, like, well, fucking, I don't know. It'd be real close. comparing the success of each one of those franchises is that Mario has had over, like, 300 to 400 games of different types yeah, and everything true. else. Like, yeah. if you were to compare the mainline Mario games... To the mainline Pokemon games, it'd be more fair. 
It'd Pokemon's be probably yeah. sold, or I mean, Mario's probably sold more overall, though. But yeah, then you have to consider Pokemon's had a manga and an oh, anime yeah. and yeah. movies and the trading card game. Oh, yeah. But um, as we've said hey, multiple times on this podcast, that we have nothing but love for Nintendo since they were a console we almost everybody grew up with yeah, and has fond I memories did. of. And the last thing we want to see is, like, everybody's like, Nintendo can go another 13 years without making a profit. It'll be okay. Then it's like they lost half their money in a single year because... Yeah, that's they, they didn't make no money, you know. Fucking, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter what you 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 how much you have in the bank, you know. Unless you're somebody as big as Microsoft or Apple, they have you know a hundred billion in the bank. Everybody else, it matters what you're producing, and you have to produce. And it's about the here and now, no matter how much money you have saved up. And yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Don't, time, I mean, yeah, Microsoft, Mario Kart Eight has certainly helped. I think we'll see a new DS. This coming up E3 next year, I think it's going to happen. They're going to they're going to have to show something hardware wise, and just restart to try to push sales again. Yeah, last I heard, Microsoft has eighty one billion sitting in the bank, probably overseas. Yeah. I mean, you got that kind of money, you can sit a little bit. But even they're not trying to be. They're just they just and I, we have a new, it's this... not in the news, but they're 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 going to lay off eighteen thousand people. I mean, that's crazy. Mostly that's... former Nokia employees. No, but. they but were, you know but it's else? still eighteen thousand person layoff. It's in but... that it's still like a thousand, well, uh, ten thousand people that are going to be. Well, no, eight thousand. No, it's like no, six thousand Microsoft 000 employees. People that are actually from Microsoft and yeah, and it's about it's still the same a lot size of people. About it. But. They also have 130,000 employees. Um, yeah. Well, let well, me. Let, uh, here's something that I like to educate people on, too. I know a lot of times when people see those um, articles about this person getting laid off or fired and stuff like that, a lot of times it's because of technology. Like, if you look at right now, like a job that used to take seven or eight people to do probably only takes two people to do. That you know what I'm saying? Because technology is so like well done now that you don't even need as many people as you used to. You know yeah, especially like, with manufacturing costs. Well, it's even doubly yeah. so for Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. my thing is, well, like a lot of people see layoffs. Layoffs, I know it's sad that somebody loses their job. Nobody wants to lose a job. But when you adopt new, when you invest in new technologies, then when you see the layoffs happen, it actually means that they're growing differently. Because of where their investments are, they want to change directions. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that's but that I a lot, too. a lot of what people don't understand is, let's say hip hop. Let's say I hired you for the Xbox Uncut website, and right. then I said, "Hip hop, I got to fire you, but I'm going to rehire you as my self promoter well, for yeah, the yeah, Xbox Uncut." So, number, even yeah. though you got fired. And I'm going to count that as one of the layoffs. You're getting rehired instantly in a new position. And that is something that's happening with these layoffs. It's not, not, yes, they're laying off 18,000 people. That doesn't mean 18,000 people are out the door. Yeah. No, they're not. It's definitely, it's going to be a lot of people are gone for good, but a lot of, quite a few people are going to get. Don't be too sad because Nadella Nadella is known for firing middle managers, and Microsoft is known for having a shit ton of middle managers that just get in the yeah, way. Yeah, you ain't never lie about that. So, um, <laughs> you ain't Nadella about is definitely getting rid of a lot of internal middle managers, and that's they not want to streamline. And he is yeah. 
Nadella, that cor- he is an engineer, so he doesn't like that kind of shit. So, <laughs> a little hip hop. I gotta ask: Was there one big game? I know you said you enjoyed uh, seeing Uncharted, but is there like one game on the floor that wasn't like sh- like thrown out everywhere in the media that you just saw that like it really grabbed you? Bloodborne. 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 Yo, let me tell you something. This shit's so crazy. When you killing people in this game. The blood starts staining your whole body, right? The blood is bright red. You killed it, everybody is staining all over your, your jacket or some shit. Over time, that shit turns burgundy, but the stains is still there. Like, the shit is crazy. And then the enemies, like the design of the enemies, the artwork looks incredible. The sound, everything is good. It was rough because it was an early, early-ass build. You know what I'm saying? It was rough, but... Where it's going, where that game is going, the graphics, like, the way that joint, like, I mean, I didn't play it, but the impact each attack had, like, the story behind it from what they're trying to tell you, that game was extremely impressive. Actually, it was so impressive that Neil Druckmann, me and him, sat in the same um, screen. So it was it was me and my boys and uh, Neil Druckmann. I was like, yo, Neil, what you think of that? He was like, Sony. <laughs> he just said yeah. Sony, like yo, this the shit you can do with this system this early, this fast is fucking scary and very impressive. Blood well, Born that's that's impressive. the greatest thing about them switching to x86. Yo, yeah, yo, like real talk, I can't believe how fast these developers got a hold of this game, and I'm not just talking about just triple A whatever. I'm talking about just developers, period. Like, the shit they pumping out this mm-hmm. fast, I'm like, yo, it, it makes me feel like I'm reliving the PlayStation 2 era better. But like, like, it's cold, oh my God. It's crazy. So, Bloodborne is something that really stuck out to me that I thought was a phenomenal that um, blew me away. Um, another game that I would say that was probably, like, really, really crazy. Hmm. There was a lot of good shit there. Uh... Mm. Just off the wall stuff that you were walking around the floor and saw. I mean, nothing like. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think too, cause yeah. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff. There was just so much stuff. I'm actually trying to think about it now. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing that impressed me. Uh, it wasn't a. It wasn't a game, but PlayStation TV. They actually had. They actually did like a big demonstration of that, and um, they was playing Drive Club on it. Then they were doing so many things with PlayStation TV. That I'm gonna buy it, man. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Like I yeah. really, it works. Like it, it works. Like how they said it was gonna work, and I see where it could be very useful. Like you know what I'm saying? Like to be in the other room without the need of the full PlayStation Four. Just as oh good. yeah, being yeah, able to have like you got, so you got the Vita, you got the PlayStation Four, you got the PlayStation Now, which they better fucking fix that price bullshit. But um, other than that, like it's it's just an incredible device, man. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would definitely say Plays TV impressed me a lot. Um, the order was incredible. I got a chance to actually play it, so that was crazy. Um, Sunset Overdrive is going to be... I-, I think Sunset Overdrive is going to be a great game, but I don't think it's going to be as successful as it could be simply because it's on Xbox only. Real talk. I'm not sure. Yeah. Now, the reason why I say that, I-, I got three reasons for this. One, you know... This is just an assumption. This part, this part right here is just an assumption, but I've never seen any Insomniac game have success on an Xbox platform, let alone Xbox exclusive. Never. That's one. 
Two, when you look at Sunset Overdrive, a lot of the heart and soul of that game is like Jet Set Radio, which is something that's strong in Japan where Microsoft isn't strong at. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that gameplay style, but Sega and Sony is strong there. That's the second thing. The third thing um, in terms of uh, Sunset Overdrive is that um, the timing that is coming out with all the other games that surrounding it, I, I just don't see it getting the proper just do that I think it deserves. That that's just what I'm seeing so far. I don't know. With if Microsoft Man. out of ever, out of Sony, Be Nintendo, fair, and Microsoft, Sony. Microsoft's the best at marketing. Be like fair, when it comes to like Sony, pushing out a yeah. game, like it's I, I think they might if anybody has the good chance of really pushing marketing correctly with commercials and advertisement and like going to seven eleven to make sure you got that sunset overdrive big gulp it's going to be Microsoft that that pushes it. Uh, and the question is, is are they going to push it like that? In terms, yeah, of, in terms of the, 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 three, the three things you brought up, the, the first one being no Sonic games ever sold well. How many Sonic games have released on Xbox? One, which was Fuse, and that was a shit game, so of course it didn't sell well. Second one, um, which was the, the Jet Set Radio thing. Jet Set Radio Future was an Xbox original, original game, which sold really it. well. And people... <laughs> Also have likened it to games like Tony Hawk. Love Tony Hawk. Actually, Tony Hawk Underground is still my favorite Tony Hawk. Tony and Hawk so, so, so by and large, I think that the movement style and everything like that—that's not going to be a factor that's going to put someone away from buying it. Now, okay, I, that, I, I, now, I can respect that. I, I can respect that. I see what you're saying. Now, I, I do agree in that it's a stacked holiday. Yeah, but... and that's what. I, and Old Drive is such a fucking amazing game. I would hate to see it get devoured by Assassin's Creed and Destiny. It, it really depends on Call the marketing. Think about it. You got Call of Duty, Destiny, and Assassin's Creed. Damn, so that's some... No, 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 but but just think about it. You're going to have the biggest marketing juggernauts pushing at one another, and that's what it's going to end up being. It's gonna Assassin's Creed is going to sell a shitload no matter what, just because it's Assassin's Creed. As yeah, is Destiny. True. But Destiny, with... It's going to be coming up between Microsoft marketing for Sunset Overdrive, which they're going to push the hell out of, and then Activision is going to... Call of Duty. Well, no, between Call of Duty and uh, Destiny. Destiny, I mean... The the, the Destiny advertising has already hit like crazy. Yeah. You you can't go to a website and not see a Destiny ad. Yo, Destiny is... Yo, real talk, honestly, Destiny, I I, I believe they will sell 10 million. I believe Destiny can sell 10 million. Over Between the all the consoles and platforms, yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't think it'll do it on a single platform, though. Oh no, it, no, no! It, won't, it won't be it'll... ten million anytime soon, but it will be ten million within like a year, at least. I wouldn't even give it a year. I'd give it like four months. I'd give I'd it a like, year. I'd give I'd it like a year. Four months. It depends on how it picks up. The like currently, there's probably almost ten million next gen consoles in the world right now. Not every one of those people is going to pick up a copy of Destiny. I, I'd be willing to bet. I mean, then you also consider previous generation consoles, of course, but... Yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's why, when he said the fact that it's on PS3 and 360 as well, that's why I believe it can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think that, especially the second... Well, I, I think probably the big thing is going to save Sunset Overdrive in the long run is that the Xbox is hitting more global markets in September, which, yes. is, a month, which is a month before yes, you're right. Sunset Overdrive goes out. And again, right. like you said, since Overdrive harkens a lot to Jet Set Radio. You know, you talked about Japan, but Japan kind of doesn't factor in much these days. It's all the other countries that matter. Well, no, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. even the PS4 hasn't... The Wii U is the best-selling console, to my knowledge right now, in 
Japan, which is the insane. 3DS, dude. 3DS. Well, well, well no, I, I meant home entertainment console. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home entertainment. Uh, the, the, even the PS4 is doing bad. Everything's doing bad because they're such a handheld centric yeah, medium now. Yeah, like, they, it's all about handhelds, and it's even handhelds are dying in Japan. It's all about cell phone gaming, uh, and that's what it's turning to. Which yeah, mobile game that is big it's, off there. It, it's just it's a different flavor of you gaming. Know, to go I mean, back to Insomniac with Sony and Sunset Overdrive. Honestly, as far as like tensions between Microsoft and Insomniac and Sony, it's really it's it's all that was all Sony's fault as far as that goes. The reason Insomniac left Sony that's that was that was something. Hopefully, they're going to learn. They never from. left. They just didn't show up. Once, no, once, no, once they, Sony said you had to sign over part of the game yeah, to us, yeah. they were like, well, screw you guys. We can get a better deal. It was, it was all about the IP. They wanted to keep, yeah. be able to keep the IP. Well, That's I mean, say the same, Bungie and everybody. People Like, these big studios that have made awesome games are all going to do it. They're going to want to own the IP at the yeah. end of the day. And that's a smart yeah. thing Microsoft did. That's why they had so many fucking games at the the launch of the Xbox One Rise. Rise got the own IP. I'm so upset that Rise Two ain't coming. I love Rise, man. I'm yeah, no, Rise is great. That, that game, that it sucks. It sucks that so much media just killed that game. Yeah, like the and, media and, killed. And why, yeah, and I don't like. That's why Shots Fired is here because I be because the mm, man. Well, no, like the biggest, and I think we talked about this the last time Hip Hop Gamer was on the podcast, is Rise's biggest problem is everybody was like, there's like four enemies or five enemies and they're all the same. Every game. And it's like every game has four or five enemies yeah. and they're all the same. I never understood like, that argument. They, they, it's like, you played Fallout or anything else? <laughs> it's all like, the same fucking enemies. It's like four people. You got the Grunt, you got the Elite, you got the Assassin's Jackal. It's and... the same way. It's the same fucking yeah. two or three guards and each... I Each mean, different model has a different way of fighting. It's the same thing with almost every franchise. It's because of it. It, it just was getting too much gone. hate for what it was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hard. And you know, what I'm saying I don't like that. You know, it, 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 the shit bothers me. You know what I'm saying? So you know, but um, but yeah, but uh, I did want to um, this Sunday I told you guys that um, I wanted to bring up uh, there's two um, actually two things. One um. I know that uh, some of the fans was like, um, what was I referring to during Sony's yep. press conference and stuff like that, right? There was so, a game. No, no, was, I'll, there, we'll look up. There was one was a game and one was a thing that was going to revolutionize the industry. Yeah, yeah, it was two things, right? Now, um, now you do know that a lot of stuff was uh, excused from E3 on purpose for Gamescom, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So the first thing is, you remember when um, Adam Boys got up and stuff like that? And um, I spoke with Adam Boys too afterwards at Michael Packer's party. But um, remember when uh, he was up there and uh, Tim Schafer uh, had that um, note, like acting like he was a little girl and talking about the game that he wanted to come back mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Well, one of them was actually supposed to be um, Crash Bandicoot to be one of the games to actually come back. And it stems from the so-called deal that uh, Sony was working with uh, Activision about, um, you know, way back when uh, last year and stuff like that. And Crash Bandicoot, um, I, I was uh, uh, told by a lot of sources that this is something that Sony was really, really pushing for, and um, they really want to bring it back. The fan demand is there. You know what I'm saying? It'll be profitable 
for them to bring it back, but bring it back in a big way. They even uh, talked about the commercial that um, Crash Bandicoot did that time when they stood out in front of Nintendo's building and they was talking about the PlayStation, like all, all the way on PlayStation 1. Like they was like really having serious conversations about Crash Bandicoot and how they could bring it back to kind of, for, the, for this new generation of gamers that didn't, that never really came up or played Crash Bandicoot, how can they reestablish that and make it new and fresh so that the older gamers would appreciate where it came from and the newer gamers can appreciate it like a brand new IP type of thing for them. And so like that, that these discussions was had, man, you know what I'm saying? So when Adam Boyce was going through the Sarah, going through that part, I was like, oh, shoot, they about to do it because it was supposed to be done in that way. That's why a lot of games was announced that was coming back that was strictly based on fan service. And that was supposed to be one of the things that was going to be really, really big that I was excited to see happen, but um, it didn't happen on that stage. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool it didn't happen on that stage, but the type of talks and meetings that's being had regarding this title, I cannot see it not happening at all. I mean, it was still talked about during E3, even though it wasn't shown. It was that strong. Of the man. Honestly, you know I would so, I would guarantee it was probably it was probably the fact that they wanted to sew it off and they probably didn't have a build ready or something. Like, is it how early is it? Is it like build early or is it talked about early? No, I think it's talk about early. I don't think it's oh, early. Okay. Well, I mean, what most people like a lot of gamers that don't go to E3 and everybody everybody thinks that E3 is all about the press conferences and it's really not. E3 is not about. Yes, we get our big Monday. Everybody goes berserk, you know, mashups, and then we have our battles of who said what, you know. But honestly, like uh, on the Giant Bomb co- podcast, they had Phil Spencer, and like he's, they all laughed, and they said, you know, E3 is more about all the backroom deals we make, talking about what we're going to do in the next year, and just getting everybody together in the industry and working things out, not about Monday. Like, Monday is just this thing we do, which is awesome, but it, it's just a thing we do. E3 is about making the deals not signing deals now it's not about oh let's make a billion dollar game today with hip-hop and me like no that's not it's just hey what about crash bandicoot let's get this game rolling let's do this and you start making those connections and getting stuff worked out so it can go on so for the next year's e3 yeah yeah I, actually that's very 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 true now and the next thing was um uh sony um did a deal with uh, Disney and um, Viacom so that they could uh, have some sort of uh, ownership or something with the um, TV station and stuff like that. So the thing is, um, just like this is supposed to be something that was going to combat uh, Microsoft and their whole TV push and stuff like that. So what Sony was uh, was supposed to uh, um, announce from what I was told too was um, an actual app. That's what's called PlayStation 4, where you don't need a cable box, you don't need anything extra besides your besides your system and your system only and an internet connection, and you'll be able to watch all the um TV uh stations that Viacom owns and Disney owns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Now Sony already did the deal; it just didn't get announced to show what it's going to be like and how it's going to factor into the PlayStation 4. But the deal is already done in terms of them bringing um, television to the PlayStation 4 without the need of a cable box. Because, see, the thing is, the cable box is another thing 
that's about to go out the window. That's why when you look at Verizon and Tom Warner, you can't just get the internet. You have to, they bundle everything together so they can try to still be relevant with their TV service. You know what I'm saying? But after what Netflix has done and other companies like Amazon and Hulu and everybody's getting into that space and stuff like that, even with Sky TV uh, out in the UK, like, we have, like in the next two, three years, we're not going to be getting TV from our cable boxes anymore. There's going to be an app, you push the app and you watch live TV. That's it. Like, it's not going to be what we know it is today. And Sony is, in the, Sony is uh, you know, trying to capitalize on that. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, that was something, that was like a major thing that was supposed to be shown that will actually make it cool to watch TV and this and that and this and that because it'll be in the form of an app. So you just push the app, go to the channel that you want, and you're watching live TV. No box, no nothing. It's built on the system. Just like how Netflix is built on the system. Like, e- even on your phone. If you want to watch stars, like all those TV shows that's on stars, you can just hit the app and watch them. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you know how DVR is very popular. Whatever you're watching, like let's say you're watching something and um, uh, you want to save what you're watching, uh, you could record it like as it's happening. And then after once the program is over, it'll save into your PlayStation 4 hard drive. Like, like it's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? So that those were two things that I was expecting to see on the E3 uh, show floor that would have been, like, crazy. Because, first off, from a competitive standpoint, Microsoft's whole push for TV and the extra HDMI out to be able to utilize that signal, that whole plan would have been obliterated. Well, like, that shit would have been annihilated if Sony would have showed that. And stuff like that. Because that, that is just a better way to do it. Well, you know I understand the point, and I get where you're going with it. The problem with that is, is that a lot of people still have cable boxes, and it doesn't really make it mute. I mean, no, that... you're not understand my point. My point is, uh, it's not the fact that a lot of people have cable boxes. The fact is, like... You can remove the cable box entirely I, in the situation. I won't, I won't... You don't, but need that's, the cable, you don't need the cable box anymore. It's not going to do that, can, though. You no, say, but you, you, you would... At the end of the day, you're going to need like, a subscription I, I to watch the Viacom TV stuff. It wouldn't be free. It's a nice idea. No, no, it's no, not, no, 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 I'm not saying it would be free. No, 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 but what, this what is I'm where I'm getting is, at. It wouldn't be free. It would be, in, it would be a subscription, and the Xbox 360 has already done what you're saying, Hip Hop, yeah, with the Verizon it. app and with the Comcast. I believe Comcast had an app. No, Both you did not need. But they still needed a cable box. No, you didn't. Didn't need a cable box, because with Verizon, once you put in the internet, it knew that you were on a Verizon internet connection, and knew your username, logged you in automatically, you were watching TV, no cable box needed. It was all done. But, the question is, I mean, I'm with you, I, I want to go down that route, hip-hop. Me and you are on the same boat, that's what I want, I do not want a cable box. Yeah, if like, you could you know cut me that back to the basic channels, I think... Honestly, what the next big thing is, is, and, and I'm not the biggest sports guy in the world, but the, the Sunday ticket stuff they've been talking about for the last uh, couple weeks with uh, coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, being able to, for, what is it, 240 bucks or 340 bucks to get Sunday ticket on your console, like you did on yeah, PlayStation yeah, yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. My uh, only, the problem with this entire thing is that the companies that are behind these cable boxes, Cam, Comcast, Cable Warner, all the all Time Warner, all of them, 
Verizon are all they own the way, content. They're all well, not only that, but they're way bigger companies than um, Sony, and own bigger than Microsoft too. And they put billions of dollars into lobbying every year to prevent something like this from happening. This is their bread and butter. This is how they make money. So it's going to be really hard to see how this legally goes through. Like, well, it's um, just like the music industry. You know what I'm saying? All it took was a certain technology to change the faith of it. And I feel the next wave of technology is that because I'm going to be honest with you, man. A lot of people, like in terms of even with surveys, like when, when you got surveys from Comcast and all these people asking you certain questions, that's because they trying to prepare for what they might not have so they could change the way they make their bread and butter. Because yeah. the way they make their bread and butter now is not going to last too, too long. So they trying to get well, the jump on how they can change. I, I, if, the, if this is the future, I mean, PlayStation TV is going to be what Sony makes all its money on. It's going to be the small set-top box Yeah. that you're it's going to do your TV. It's going to do your Netflix. You're going to have, let's be honest, limited gaming on it. Yeah. But it's that that's going to be the future for like basic, con, like gaming. Well, basic entertainment. Period. That's what Sony's vision is. Microsoft's pretty much the same way. They just don't have their set top box yet. Who, yeah. Which we don't even like. It's been rumored for almost a year that uh, they would have a 360 thing that's a hundred dollars it's a set top box yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, with the connects and yeah like it's you, you get all these don't get me wrong i'd love it like if you give me like an xbox like a connect that it's just a xbox one's connect that has an hdmi in and out and it does all my tv shit and i don't have to fuck with anything that should be crazy that would be I, it'd be on point but i I just I hope the technology's there. I think Jason because made the best points. The it's, if, the, if the technology is there, then it's going to be... And, I, and the technology, I believe, is already there. It just needs to be more Well, it's been there for well, the thing, 10 years, the but the problem is, 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 is these that, big fucking... Like, Fox. Fox is not going to want to sell you, well, hey, no. you're going to get to Fox Channel so you can watch 24. They're going to want to sell you Fox Spanish, Fox... Like, the 500 different Fox channels. And the yeah. only way to do that is through a subscription the where you buy way, 500 different channels. The best way to approach this would be for either Microsoft or Sony to go to one of these companies and try to make a deal where a customer can buy a PS4 with their subscription and be able to have all their uses a set-top box that way. That way they can get they could get a PS4 for a subsidized price and get all that. The problem is, is whether or not any of these companies would actually care to do it. Because as far as these companies are concerned, is they're not selling a $400 box. They're selling a $100 box for $500. You're paying $500 or $1,000 for that cable box you're getting. And, it, it, and honestly, that cable box probably only costs them $5,200 to put together. Yeah, it doesn't cost just, them that much. The, those things are really expensive over time. They're just like cell phones. The if you the the remote control by itself, if you don't give your remote control back, that's eighty to a hundred dollars. Yeah, well, um, that's just them overcharging. It's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah but that's that's, true that's how they make money. That's that's the thing. When you start going into PS4s and stuff, it's all. And then you got to compare the numbers, the amount of cable boxes out there. What do you, you have? Six million PS4s worldwide. 
you have hundreds of millions of cable boxes in the United States by itself. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's just it's the logistics, it's the infrastructure, it's the competition, it's the legalization. It's all about how it's really going to play out and where it's going to go in the future. Because it could honestly go anywhere. What Microsoft did is they covered both their bases. You, they can do both things. They can have cable boxes, and it's built to where they could do it in the future. But going for them is they already have a one guide built and everything. So when it does get that, they already have the guide and everything already set up. They just got to get DVR set up for it. I mean, it, we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's all, it's going to, you know, we're still, like, like we're so early in this shit. We're still waiting on suspend and resume on the PS4 and shit. And we're still waiting yeah. on being able to actually have background music on these consoles. Yeah. And all kinds of shit. I mean, we're so fucking early. It's not even funny. Look, I was so. just happy to hear that the <laughs> APIs so that you could take an Xbox music subscription. Well, yeah, so when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto or whatever yeah. game and I go to a music channel, it just pulls all my music from Xbox music and it just gives me updated music nonstop. That'd be fucking fantastic. It's just yeah. Because that was my biggest complaint with fucking, uh, what was it, Watch Dogs, is the music was terrible. Wasn't oh, a big hell yeah, the music was bad. What the hell? Uh, like, I'm in Chicago and he's playing this shit. I'm like, yo, that shit was just horrible, man. It was so, terrible. Yeah, and if I could have had my Xbox music bad. subscription, like, just sitting there going, hey, we're going to... We're even going to put fake DJs on top of the music that's playing in the background that we're getting off the internet. That'd be the most awesome shit ever. Like, that'd be great. So, but, um, now, yeah. there's something else I wanted to bring up to you guys, and I just would yeah. love to get your thoughts. But um, recently on F4G, I mean, not F4G, uh, NeoGAF, uh, someone had, uh, put a thread up saying, um, are there any black game journalists? Yes, I did see that. You saw that? So mm -hmm. I checked it out, and uh, my name was brought up a lot. Like, they put like, a whole bunch of stuff about me up there. And the thing is, um, you know, honestly, from what I saw, it, it's like, it, if you look at the entire industry, like the entire game industry, like when it comes to, um, you know, like the big websites and stuff like that, not, not just YouTube personalities, I'm just talking about the industry itself. Like, hey, to be clear, we do have Eric that does do the podcast sometimes. It doesn't talk much, uh, but look, we got Eric. But my thing is, it's like, honestly, it's probably like 2 to 3% black. No, no, yeah, it's really, like, really low. it's very low. So my thing is, um, you know, I reached out to a few people because I wanted to do something really cool, you know what I'm saying, for um, Gamescom. Uh, but I wanted to do something where, you know, it's 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 myself, it's some other people, um, that's white, obviously, and um, kind of show people because the comments that I saw and everything, you know, it was it was just disheartening, man. You know, well, what I'm Gaff, like, let, let's be honest, that thread turned into what is a journalist? Uh, at the very like, some of it did. I mean, some of it was really disheartening, but some of it was just what is a journalist? At the end of the day, hip hop, I really. Even though me and you don't see eye to eye on a lot of things in gaming, you are a journalist. You fucking create content, you write it, you tell you you take your personal experiences, you write it down, you are a journalist. Thank you, the, sir. The guy on YouTube that just goes, Hey, this shit happened, me on my podcast, I am not a journalist. 
I'm an observer. I like to talk about video games. I enjoy having you on the show and talking, getting your input. But I wouldn't say I we we've done articles on XboxUncut.com, but it's we we kind of dragged off, and we're not journalists. We're we're it, it's we're like commentators. Having, yeah, we're commentators. You know, but and like I really do believe you are a journalist. You do create content. And I mean, we create content, but we're commentators. We're we're just taking our own input, but you're actually creating content. In in my opinion, I mean. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate. It. Well, one one of the reasons why I wanted to become a journalist because coming from where I come from, talking the way I talk, the way I dress, you know, the way I am, you know, what I'm saying I'm from the hood, man. Like, you know, this is what I do. And the thing is, a lot of people always say you can't coming from where I come from. And then when I got to the game industry, because I love games so much and I have fun with games, I thought that my mission would be more embraced. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when I got in the industry, a lot of people that I looked up to and thought of that I was like, damn, these people really aren't what they portray on camera. Like a lot of people aren't. And, and my thing is, I was like, like the things that I've heard, like a lot of people say I'm not a journalist because the way I talk. Or I'm not a journalist because... Um, journalists don't come from where I come from. Not like for real. Oh, he doesn't have a degree, yeah. so which is like, I heard. I heard these things. Bullshit. <laughs> no, but the greatest journalist. If you look at like the greatest journalists of all time, they didn't go to college. They, you know, they just well, started the in the thing pit. Is, is people don't understand is that you might see a journal, you might read a journalist every day. You have no idea where that guy came from. He could have came from anywhere. He could have came from the Bronx. He could have came. No idea. Half ninety nine percent of the people you read from. You don't know them. You don't know their background. You don't know any of that. You just know you're reading content. Yeah. And people automatically assume on stereotypes, especially when they start hearing people's voice and they hear the way they talk. You know, no, you're a redneck. No, no, you're a... You, you're no, but some, let's be uh, honest, because... It's like, I, come I, on now. That thread broke down into multiple places. Like, what is a journalist? And then it turned into, like, That's people arguing enough. over proper di- like proper ways to talk. Like, I do, I take offense to it when somebody calls it white talk. It's not fucking white talk. Just like it's not black talk. There's fucking certain types of talk. There's other. There's using slang. There's not using slang. There's, it's where you grew if up. I go into yeah. an interview, I'm going to talk a certain way. When I'm talking to everybody in this room, I'm going to talk a completely different way. Yeah. Because there's a professional environment. And then there's a non-professional yeah, environment. It should be noted. But it's everyone. not, I just, I hate the term white talk. I really do. I think it's a terrible term because it. Just, what when you say white talk, when anybody uses it, it just turns everything into, oh, that's black talk or that's this talk. Yeah, and it it's not black talk. I know this black talk people are talking about. I know more white people that use it than black people that use it. It's not black talk. You could call it whatever you want, but don't turn it, in, it people turn it into a racial issue. All the and, time, and I'm like, yo, and to me, that's why you know, like I wanted to do so many things. So I'll give you an example. So like, um, I had reached out to N4G because I know uh, we had um, you know issues because they don't they ban me, they don't support my content anymore, and they say that I'm not like it's, they just they said a lot of things to me that was wrong. Don't worry, hip hop. I'm infamous but, on there too. But but the thing is. <laughs> But the thing is, um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I was trying to um, reach out to them and let them know, like, yo, this situation is bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's
is bigger than us put together. It's an opportunity. This, the negativity and the hate is at an all-time high. We have an opportunity to change that and bring it down and bring some pers positive perspective in here. Like, I'm all about making the impossible possible. Because everything I do, I put God first when I do it. And as yeah. long as I got God with me, I can do anything. But I also know that I may need help. Like, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, like, there's certain things that I wanted to do to show people that, oh, shoot. Like, I took a picture with uh, Marcus Beer. You know what I'm saying? Me and him got cool when we was at E3. And we took a picture together everything. But people saw, a lot of people saw that picture. They was like, oh, shit. Like, it was such a shock value because we had uh, a history that wasn't so nice. So the thing is, it's like, I, I don't... I know what love is, dog. You know what I'm saying? I really yeah. understand what it is. And, like, when you, gen gen like, generally love something or love people, like, I love everybody, man. I love you guys, man. Like, I don't, like, you don't have to do nothing for me for me to care. Like, I care because it's what you should do. It's what you're supposed to do. Everybody's supposed to help people. That's what makes love beautiful when you help your neighbor. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, the thing is, I just wanted to show that to a lot of people. But when people paint a picture of you and you don't get a chance to speak your mind on the same high-level platform that the negativity is being spread across, it's like when you talk, it's like a mouse is talking. Where And then when this other person talking, it's like they're on national TV, so what they say is more dominant. It doesn't make them right. They just got a bigger platform to see what yeah. the bullshit that they're saying. So, me, I, I was just trying to, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because I, I, I want to do something powerful, I want to do something special, and I'm working on a panel. I, I mean, I think I think the industry as a whole, hip-hop, has, has come a, a far way uh, yeah. from where we were. Yeah. I mean, we still got a long ways to go. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I can tell you my favorite game of all time right now, without a doubt, stars a mixed little black girl as the main character in season two. I love Walking Dead. Oh, this shit is on point. Shit. My fucking favorite game of all time right now is Walking Dead season one and two. First season started black guy as the main character. Second season is a little mixed girl. You can't. We don't really know her race, but yeah. she's not white. Like neither of those characters is white, and I think that's a good approach. And I understood a lot of people on it. Like, hey, it's an art. You shouldn't like force art certain ways. And but at, at the end of the day. I don't believe in forcing artists. If somebody wants to make, you know, if Mass Chief's going to be a white guy that's six foot three and blonde hair, blue eye, that's their right. I mean, I'm not, we shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, but the like beautiful, six foot seven. I, I know, but, uh, you know, it's Master Chief. But the great <laughs> thing about Master Chief, before the books and everything that came and described him, Master Chief was perfect because he didn't have a face. Well, actually, yeah. he did. Well, the books, the books. Well, before the books. Before. I I had to check when Fall of Reach came out, but Fall of Reach actually described him. But he wasn't described as this suave, you know, everyone every girl wants to be with this guy kind of guy. He was actually described as a scrawny little kid that was. Are you, are you talking too, about when he was a child? A temper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When he was, when he was a kid, he was, he, was just, he was just he was just you know a an ugly kid little with brown brat. hair. Yeah, yeah, was. but I mean, like games are slowly pushing more towards mixed race female characters. Yeah, there's so much more variety. Uh, I think the Assassin's Creed shit was way overblown for what it is. 
because you're always playing the main character, which is a white guy. So guess what? You're going to be a white guy when you play multiplayer because everybody plays the main character. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know what? Something I would say, like a lot of people said this, and um, it's something that I noticed too, but when you play a lot of games where, like, you can create your own character, like, there's not a lot of options for, like, a black person in terms of, like, let's let's talk hair. Like, a lot of black people got dappy hair. But yeah. You, you, you never see dappy hair to get no, but you gotta you gotta understand. There's 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 this point, and I don't personally have it because I just don't care. Maybe people can write in and tell me how bad of a person I am. But it's white guilt, and like if it yeah. turns into this, so who's gonna work on the nappy headed like hair part of the game? Like nobody wants to touch that if they're a white person. It's like nope, I'm not gonna fucking touch it because if I fuck it up, I'm gonna get death threats. I think that I see what you're saying. Gets, I see what you're saying too. You know, you know what I'm saying. But see, that's the problem. It's like people got a fear of something that you shouldn't have a fear of because we're all people. But yeah. the problem is society and the media makes you feel like everything is a problem. Like you should like, and that's like from a gaming standpoint. I'm just trying to, um, you know, reach out to a lot of people and use my face as the face. To be like, yo, look, like, yeah, I'm black, I'm from the hood, but I got love for everybody, and I don't give a damn, man. I just want to play some games, man. How you feeling today? You got some food? Like, and me, and my thing is, like, I play on all the stereotypes. Like, you know how people be like, black people love chicken? I'm like, everybody loves chicken, motherfuckers. Exactly. Like, I love they, or they be like, they look, like, oh, look. Oh, y'all like grapes on the watermelon. Everybody drinks No, 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 no. no. Like, oh, yeah. Look, look. Hip-hop. I'm from the South. Michael is too, and Jason. We're all from the South. Everybody down here loves watermelon, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Look, I, I, I've already eaten, like, a whole watermelon this Look, we're, we're all Southerners in this podcast. I, I don't... I think you're you're a Northerner hip-hop. But us Southerners, I, we love fucking watermelon. I, 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 last week. Because, <laughs> see, my thing is, like, people are so sensitive when it comes to these things. And I'm like, yo, I embrace. See, I embrace negativity. I I hate show, to say it, I think it's the white Northerners, man. <laughs> like it's, it's a it's, it's a whole bunch of shit. But my yeah. thing is, I embrace the negativity so yeah. I can be able to show the positivity. Like you know what I'm saying? Is there's always something good? You and know what I'm saying? You know, no, it's, it's always something good out, out of everything. So that's something I wanted to bring up to y'all because I thought it was very interesting. No, I appreciate it, you bringing should, it up. It's, it should be noted, though, that the reason the average is a white male is because that's honest, honest to God, that is the average in America. That 70% yeah. of the population is white. So yeah. the main no over seventy percent is white. Yeah, it's, the main, the main audience, audience is a white audience. Be, that's yeah. that's who they're catering to, and it's always when you're always the minority to a cater, you're always going to feel like you're you're left out. In some you're left form. out. I mean, that's that's no. But just think about it. Out of the the worst person possibly to try to be in a game is a female a native, black gamer. Dude, like it's oh, a Native yeah. American. She's not going to get nothing. <laughs> like, and by the way, we did have a Native American pray. Fucking praise gone though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just, hey man, Killer Instinct bringing Native Americans back. But uh, <laughs> uh you can always Latins. be a Native Hawaiian. Yeah. You're point two percent, bro. Represent. I, like race is something is at a, like, and this is at a community level, not even in gaming, not tell. Like this is something 
uh, Americans period we have to work on like at this point we still have white people and then we have African Americans we don't have just Americans in the US I mean we don't we don't look at ourselves that way we 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 se- we segregate everything even though we try to make everything yeah, fair and, and, and balanced like I don't like separating anything because I, I don't look at things like what people I think need to understand is that if you look at kids, I was talking to a friend of mine today. If you look at kids, just toddlers, they don't care about race. They don't care about none of that shit. They just want to play, have fun with whoever's there, eat, sleep, shit, and play with their toys. Like exactly. that's yeah. all they care about. And, and I mean, it, it really is. It's an American element, problem. That innocence element that's there, if that stayed with everyone and going into their adult life, Oh my God! This world would be so different. Well, that that. <laughs> and when I say that, I don't mean racism or and like discrimination is an American-only thing. But we, as a country, have a problem. Like, but togetherness. I, we 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 don't like we'd like to segregate things. Like we we just we naturally well, we, do it. It's a, automatic. We, it's... we honestly have a collision of two things that go on in America. We have the collision of everyone wants to be their own person. And the collision of we're all Americans. The problem is, is that when people start putting those together, it's like, oh, so we're all the same. We're all white, so we're a group. And now we're all black. It's like, no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with all of us being Americans, being proud of it, and then all of us being individuals. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You don't even have to go to another level of it. There doesn't even have to be groups. It'd be better to make groups of we're gamers rather than... Describing us based on something that we can't change, like the color of our skin. Because yeah. honestly, I could be as white as the person next to me, but that doesn't mean we have anything at all in common. Or common I'm even yeah. like exactly. That yep, that's, because that's a good ass point. That's a that's, great point. That's the worst way of grouping people possibly. Because, but I think hip hop, right off the bat, like you said, the fact that there's only like two to three percent of the gaming industry is African American, I think that is an issue. That I don't, and I don't even know if it's actually the developer's fault where it's like, hey, we're not just hiring enough African American people. I think it might be more of an issue of, you know, like you said, you come from more of an inner city. It's like, hey, we gotta, we gotta show these people that they can do it. If they want to make video game companies, they can do it. They, the, the power of creation is at their fingertips. This is the yeah. perfect time to go and, you know, join a studio or try make make your own studio like it's it's about knowledge and it's about uh taking that knowledge and using it as power and making and trying to uh uh, what is it diversify the whole industry as a whole and not just try to because some of the comments were like well going back to the thread uh it's just the problem is is white people hire other white people because they're white and they don't hire the best person or Uh, the most qualified person actually i know that to be a fact I've, I've had some serious... See, that's another thing, too. Like, There's a lot of things that I know for a fact because I've seen and, and I've spoken uh-huh. to people that's pretty blunt about how they feel. Like, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's just crazy. So, but, but, you know, God bless those people. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is you know. But, um, but here, here's my thing. Like, all, all I, all I want to see is, like, like, I give you an example. If you look at... Um, you know, like the big sites, whether it's, you know, IGN, GameSpot, Kotaku, and stuff like that. 
I never seen, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my boy Malik, you know, because he, he does a lot of videos with Nerdist and uh -huh. stuff like that. So I'm proud to see that, you know what I'm saying? But even, I'll give you an example, he, even he had a video talking about being black and game journalism because he even tried to change himself to fit in. You see what I'm saying? He admitted to that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, like with me, no, 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 but I was going to list you as an example. You never, hip hop, the last time you came on the podcast, the first thing you told me when we were talking about why you do what you do is you said, I wanted to bring gaming to a bigger, like to a different, not even a bigger audience, not a, just to a different audience. I wanted to include people that are more like me and they feel like they they can't be into video games and that they're stuck and this is, you know, a segregated gaming community you're like the we've... dan greenwald of gaming journalists <laughs> yeah <All right. laughs> look you're the ken lob of brown shirts okay that's, that's... Look, we, I, I, don't, I don't i don't know if hip-hop's all up and up with the way we've been talking about the brown shirt so look just just for because hip-hop doesn't know like that, man. Like, no, 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 no. Like, because yeah, you don't know, I'm gonna explain it real quick. At E3, Ken Lobb just comes out in a fucking pair of blue jeans and a fucking brown t-shirt, <laughs> and that is the most badass way to come out. Because it's like he just woke yeah, up yeah. out of bed, fucking hit E3, <laughs> Phantom Dust, bitches, and then walked off stage. It was badass, and I appreciate that. It looked, and like that's how I feel up, that you do the hip hop gamer like thing. Like you, you go for what you are. Like you don't try to change yourself. You don't try to. Oh, you're you're no. not going to be like, well, you know what? I could probably get more, you know, hits if I fucking oh, if I, I talk more white and I made everything and pronunciated all my words correctly and you know started talking like Eddie Murphy's white person. Dude, you know? I'm from Virginia. No one pronounces. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> Look, I mean, it's, it's it was that whole thread was fucking insane. But I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Me and you don't always see it like eye to eye. And I appreciate that. That's why I said that's why we had you on the show in the first place because we're going to have different opinions, and that's yeah. and that it makes a good conversation. Yeah, and the thing is, one thing that I like is I love being able to learn. I'm a I'm a big learner. That's why I'm, I mean I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I know a lot of people could easily say, "Oh, hip hop, you think you cocky because you say you're the best." Uh, I say I'm the best because I've done things that's never been done before, and people that say they're the best have done things that's never been seen before. Like when you look at Michael Jordan. And you look at certain people that have done great things. I know I'm great at what I do. I know I'm blessed with what I have. I work hard, like bottom line, and I earn what I earn. But the thing is, when I say I'm the best at something, that's because I love it so much. I work at it so much, and I learn. You know how many people I've learned from? So, like, I mean, it took a lot for me to study. Like, I studied a lot of people, man, like, I really, really have, because that's the only way I'm going to get better in order for me to say the things I say about my own self. I take a little bit from everybody, add my own little flavor, but everything, you know, still comes from me, and that's the beauty about, you know, life, that's the beauty about, like, gaming, because, like, even with um, your uh, podcast, like, you all have something to offer that I can adopt <coughs> and learn from. So I'm like, like yo, well, if that's if if I if I can expand what I am and what I do through these other people that I look at look at as my you know my neighbors, my brothers, my peoples, 
that's only going to help me. If whatever helps me, I'll be able to help. I'll be able to get my message across to the people that's listening. But like you said, crazy. the only thing we have to offer is that uncut philosophy. Just letting it all be raw, right off the chest. And honestly, it really helps us because we're lazy and we don't want to edit. That's right. <laughs> Yo. Um, oh my god, this is hilarious. It's called it's called it being raw and uncut. That's what we're all about. Yeah. I should I should probably get my two cents into this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm in my schooling is specifically tuned around game development and like you know obviously the program is that there's a lot of white guys. There's a fair number of white girls actually. Um, surprisingly enough, a lot of there's quite a few of them, and they they range a pretty good stretch of what you think of as a white white woman, but um, and you know, a couple of black guys and like one black girl, I think. But one of the guy, one of the black guys, is one of my best friends. He's a very talented programmer, and he actually got hired by Epic, um, for about a year and a half or so before his contract was up. And I don't know, I, I he might have reapplied or not. So, it it's definitely a case of games industry in terms of studios. They typically hire on experience and knowledge over anything else. Um, but in terms of like actual diversity if you look at like evo in the fighting game scene it's pretty clear that it's a very diverse scene that oh, yeah. white guys are in the minority of to be honest it by and can, far, can far we, and away can far we just away. bring up dota 2 tournament jesus christ <laughs> i think white people don't make up like even one percent of that tournament but uh we try yeah, but that's, 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 that's niches, though. It's just... Oh, I know. I, I know. I mean, it... It's... it's well, it, it just depends on which, when, when gaming markets I, emerge, I and I think that's hear. where we're going to see it. I know like, people... I know people look at this as a bad thing, but, like, once Africa really starts taking off technology-wise and people start developing stuff and they start, you know, like, you, you'll, you'll see a ton of games come out of Africa because it's an emerging market. Just yeah. like India is an emerging market, you're going to see a lot of Indian developers. There was a. That's the uh, correct way of saying it, right? Indian, since they are. From yeah, India. yeah. Uh, there was, All right, I'm just making sure. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to fuck up. Games on reservations. And, uh, <laughs> there was actually a home bundle that Casino was Brazilian. Home, uh, it was only Brazilian developers, and it was a. T- it was like six or seven games, and they were all pretty good games. Yeah. So, I mean, it. A lot of it could probably be credited down to. You look at where the big development sources of games are Japan, America, and throughout Europe, and you look at the ethnicities there. I mean, America is actually a very small population-wise compared to the entirety of Europe. So, Well, we're sitting at 300 million. They're sitting at 600 or 700 million of Europe, in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I, you know, I think that as, as, gaming, as gaming expands to people, and as parents teach their kids, it's just it, the, the diversity is going to happen. It's just taking time, as with every industry ever. It takes some time. I respect that. But like I said, I think there's an issue in America itself. Uh, I'll put a perfect example of my personal life. When I was working at Home Depot, we had a diversity team because, you know, it's a corporate America company. They wanted diversity and they were going to push hard to make sure everybody felt like they were welcome and in. And one of the diverse, our diversity captain for our store got sick and they asked me to go. So I went and every single person on this diversity team was just the, the one black guy they had working at the store because that's diverse. So they took all the black people, they put them in one meeting and they said, y'all are the diversity team. 
And I think that's something as Americans we have to work on because that's not diverse. That's segregation. And wow. we, we don't see that's it. Crazy. it. It's fucked up. But we, they took the couple, you know, department heads. They're like, hey, you're the diversity captain because you're a department head and you're black. So you have to be our diversity captain. It's not wow. diversity, you know? And that's some fucked up shit. And I always thought it was fucked up. But it's something that's just how people in America act, man. And I hate I hate it for it to be that way. I really do. But yeah, it's crazy, man. So it's pretty messed up when when they people do segregation, like they try to do it in a positive way. But it doesn't yeah, matter what way you do segregation. It doesn't. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter how. And, then, and the fucked up part is you call it the diversity committee. Like I think shit like that's fucked up. Yeah. I really do. I think it's messed up, and it's something as we have to learn the, the store, guys. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's I I don't know. Maybe it's a bad example. I just think it's it's just stuff that's weird. That it's mind boggling. It's stuff we have to work through as a culture because we're still looking at ourselves as white America, Black America. We eventually we have to get to the point where it's we're, we're Americans. Americans. <laughs> we're we're Americans. That's it. So, but like, yo, look, I'm sorry to cut you guys short, yeah. but I do got to get ready and go. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? But um, this, now this was fun as always, man. I wish I could yeah. stay longer, but I do got to get ready and run it. I got like a lot of stuff to prepare for, yeah, and stuff like that. But look, I got mad yeah. love for you guys, man, and I thank you for having me on again. And um, like just all fans, just like pay attention to what this podcast has, man, because you know it's a lot of it's games, it's fun. But there's also something you could take with you that could, you know, better your life, man. You'd be surprised at how better things can get when you have new thoughts, you know, in your brain to, to you know, test out, you know, out there in the world. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 all I really wanted to say and stuff. And I, I thank you guys seriously, man. Thank you. Uncut, man. Seriously, talk. thank you. Reg. You have you have said some things that made me look at. How I look at some stuff and go, okay, that's actually new, and I, I enjoy your perspective on that, and that's just awesome to hear. Uh, no problem, man. Great, Thanks, it would be man. great to have you back on when you can. Oh hell yeah, no doubt, man. Look, one love and God bless, man. And everybody, if you can't get up on that Destiny beta, man, I'm telling you, you don't have a ball with it. All right, so one love, man. You guys be good. You too, man. You too. Bye bye. All right, cool. All right, no doubt. Peace. Well, that was Hip Hop Gamer from the Hip Hop Gamer Show. I'd like to thank him for tuning in again. Uh, everybody for listening to him. That was a fun segment. Uh, Good to talk about this sort of stuff, you know, yeah. see how we feel about it. Uh, I mean, it's been a big topic. It's honestly been a big to- topic for the last couple months about race race in video games and video game development. It's, it keeps coming up. came up with Assassin's Creed stuff. It's come up with, like, developers, like, just everything, just... We're, yeah, and, we're reaching you know, a point like that said, it's, it's becoming an issue. It's just like the, you can learn a lot of shit from the innocence of children and how they react to each other and how they, they don't yes. give a fuck. Oh, my but, God. That YouTube show, Kids React, just yeah. watch, watch some of those episodes. Like, watch the one that's about um gay marriage proposals. That's very haunting, I think is, might be a good way to put that. And But to expand on that, though, before we move on, don't be afraid to beat your kid in the butt and discipline his ass because god damn it I'm tired of people not doing that anymore. There's nothing wrong with disciplining your kid and teaching them right from wrong also. Just don't let that innocence go away. But don't let your kid grow up to be one of those kids that jumps on Xbox Live saying I fucked your mother. 
Because that's not cool. You know? I got my ass beat when I was a kid. What yeah. <laughs> I turned out okay. Kinda. Yeah. Well, Dude, kinda. I turned out a hell of a lot better than I've seen guys that didn't get their ass turned out. <laughs> um, Alright, this is well, just getting you, a little too far. You immediately let's go down to... But I guess we okay. should get to gaming. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get back. Let's get back to our, our normal programming. Of news. News, people. News. We got Crackdown on Xbox One blends co-op and single player into a mashup. So, they haven't shown anything other than the fact that it sounds like you'll just be able to like Play jump into other people's crackdown. games. You know? I mean, that, that was how the original Crackdown worked. You could just yeah. join in at any time. You'll get, you'll get messages, this person wants to join your game. Yeah, I mean, and you would just continue going. What do you do? They're making more Crackdown in the same style as they've always been where Crackdown. Plus, you know, I hopefully, hopefully more hopefully people see gameplay of it soon. Yep. But uh, yep, that was an article. I'm sorry, guys. It wasn't much, but it was there. It's a, it's a pretty slow week, as it All right. should be. So you're telling bungee. me the, multi, the single player and the co-op's going to be like one? It's going to be a mashup of awesomeness. Monster well, I, I'll put it this way: a lot of games recently have gone fuck co-op like you know where it's the single player we're gonna make our own co-op mode which is totally different from the single player mode not there's anything so, wrong with that no there's nothing wrong with that <clears throat> but this one it's gonna be like the original where hey you're gonna play the man, main campaign so enjoy all right next thing up bungie has not decided if they want to allow you to keep your destiny level your beta progress when you carry over to the main game, which I will, I'm going to throw my two cents into this. Wipe it out. Don't let people fucking carry their game over. Everybody needs to start on an even field right off the bat, just in case people didn't get in the beta. Just, just start at game, you know, zero. What's going to happen? You're going to lose the people. How many people are really going to say, fuck destiny because I'm not getting the, you know, into <laughs> level eight because I didn't. If they didn't carry over my progress from a five day beta, one as week. As someone that's played a lot of MMO betas, it's very important for someone to play <laughs> through the first levels again when the final game releases because yeah. usually things are changed. And not only that, it's like you said, it's to keep everyone balanced, to keep it fair. And on top of that, it, it it's better to do bonuses. Than it is to do. Oh, you get to keep level ten because then it's just fucking unfair. Then, then it, it doesn't become fun for the people that weren't in the beta. Um, I'm, Michael, you probably have more to speak on it. I mean, you've pl- probably played as many MMOs that I have as far as going to beta to the actual game. Starting off with a starting off in a beta is completely different from starting off in the final game. Yeah, totally. Um, it's completely I, different. I must say, this is probably the shortest beta I've ever seen for an MMO. Ever. Um, so that's really odd. Usually they're in beta up to release, but whatever. Um, and a- again, the level cap isn't that high, so it's not going to take you that long. I mean, unless you lose like some mega awesome piece of gear, well, tough luck. That's how it happens. Um and it, this is never... I don't think that's ever happened in any of the MMOs I've ever played. You never carry over that progress. In any yeah. beta, ever. Yeah, this is normal. It's a strange question to begin with. Eh, you bring an MMO to a console, it's gonna happen. Yeah. 
But like, even like uh, your Halo Reach beta progress, you didn't keep that. Your uh, Gears of War three beta progress, you didn't keep that. I didn't mind. No, you, you got just a started little over medal again. that said you play the beta. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, fuckers. All right, the other Destiny news was Destiny will not run at 1080p during the beta, but it remains the target for the final version. So 1080p is still coming, but don't fucking do pixel counting. Welcome Holy shit, you can't off. take a vertical slice of a game and adjust the pixel content in a month and a half. What a surprise. Yeah. So. Welcome to... They're not going to fucking force 1080p on a beta build just to keep you happy. <laughs> Welcome to betas, yep. guys. That's how they work. All right, next bit. I'm just running through the news, guys. I know it's been a long podcast, but I don't think there's much to talk about in that article. So, The UFC boss is okay with Chuck Norris for future games, but not with Trinity from The Matrix. Now, after, after, All right, so let me ask. After what they did with Bruce Lee, first of I all, don't give a fuck. Chuck okay. Norris actually did martial arts. He did compete. Yes, he did. He did do stuff. Trinity from the Matrix is a fucking fictional character. That's why they have a character creation. Chuck Norris did thing. It's not like they would have a UFC game where a fucking fist came under out of his beard. My question like, is, why it wouldn't people, be that Chuck Norris. After what they did to Bruce Lee in it, why would you even want it? It's not like having Bruce Lee, the the devs making Bruce Lee made it any better. He he wasn't fast like the real Bruce Lee. He didn't take the stance of Bruce Lee. He was com- he was basically a UFC preset with Bruce Lee put over top. That he wasn't fast. It wasn't anything. I mean, it was nothing like Bruce Lee in actual fighting. Now the one fictional character he did say he would go for is Hercules. That was done by The Rock. Uh, I don't like. I don't get this. It's whatever. It's fan service. So uh, essentially, he's saying, not that he wants Hercules. He just wants the Rock in the UFC video game. So uh, that's why they have WWE. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't see why you would want fictional characters in a UFC game. Honestly, I get. I think I I I don't. I can't be. I've never been able to get caught on with mma or ufc or any of that shit it's all grappling and i i just don't give a fuck i mean wrestling's more excited than more exciting than that most of the time i mean it's they're all they call it mma but it, it seems like they're uh I, I won't even go along with it they're all using the same fucking martial arts anyway <laughs> it's yeah. not like bruce lee he didn't use that Whenever you watch an MMA fight, they're all using the same exact technique, it looks like. Well, Bruce Lee was completely different. Uh, I don't know. And then... Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's just move on. This all right. Well, dumb. MPD came out this month, guys. Uh, the Xbox One sales have doubled over last month's with the Connectless SKU. Uh, the PS4 still topped out. On MPDs, I don't think any numbers were actually giving, uh, given at all. They were leaked. They were leaked? It was Xbox One, I think, 197,000, and then PS4, like, 260, 250, something like that. So, yep, PS4 still selling like a monster. Xbox One selling pretty decent again. Um, and that's NPDs. I honestly... It, it, 
I know hip hop wouldn't agree with me on it, but I still. When you look at the game, the exclusive game sales, people aren't buying PS4s for exclusive titles. They're just buying that system because of the hate the Xbox One got. And well, I didn't want to bring it up, but it's like, what exclusive titles hip hop? Which ones? And we've already gone over it on the podcast, so I'm not going to do it again. Well, we but, went over it before the podcast. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, with him, yeah, but we've gone over PS4 versus well, Xbox I mean, One it, it this next year. To this. I mean, we could type, We found out Titanfall numbers. Titanfall has sold 1.01 million year-to-date on Xbox One so far. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's not bad. It's one I mean, in four consoles bought Titanfall. Yeah. All right. The crazy thing is, more people have bought Forza, but um, although it should, I should admit, MPD does not include bundles in that number, and I bet, yeah. I bet half a million probably fucking sold in bundles. I wouldn't doubt it. Michael um, wouldn't know because he didn't buy one of those bundles. Oh, dude, with the amount of Titanfall bundles they sold, don't you agree, Michael? They probably fucking sold a shit ton of copies of Titanfall with bundles. It- Definitely, they sold a lot, and, you know, coming with whatever Master Chief or Sunset Overdrive theme bundles they have this fall, it's probably going to help a lot. Yeah. No doubt. Because I, I would hope that they would they would do something like that for, you know, one of those two games. Yeah. Oh, dude, a Master Undeniably. Chief Collection bundle would be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I want a green console. I'm sorry. Lime green. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next bit of news, guys, which is the Xbox One exclusive Quantum Breaks live-action show is unaffected by Xbox Entertainment Studios' closure. So we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Microsoft is is laying off about 18,000 people, uh, and the only thing that's really impacting the Xbox division is the Xbox Entertainment Studio, which was working on TV content. They weren't actually working on games or anything like that. They were just working on, like, uh, the Halo stuff, like the TV shows, which are all still going on anyway, but... It's also some stuff in, like, Europe or whatever, like in the Europe branch. Yeah. But overall, we're not going to see any... Like, the Tremors are not reaching Xbox. If anything, they came back out and they were like, we love Xbox, it's going to be a big push for us. Don't worry about Xbox. I kind of found it funny how... A community that didn't give up one single fuck about TV or any of this stuff immediately came out and started bitching about it. But yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have to assume that most of this stuff's already been filmed. Yeah. At yeah. this point, so of course. Well, yeah, yeah. It. They already said the stuff that was already announced has been worked on. It's still coming. It's just whatever deals that they were going to work on are just not happening. Which and, I mean, if you think about it, they probably looked at how people responded and realized we should probably not bother sticking with it too much. Yeah, I think, so. honestly, I think it had more to do with they found out how much it actually cost to put up, make these deals, and probably decided that they honestly it's wouldn't make the it. profit to make it worth it. Yeah. It's it's very expensive to get these deals going. That's why when I heard hip-hop talk about that Disney Viacom thing, I was like, there's no way. How did Sony great. afford that? Yeah, that is that would be insanely expensive. No, but at the end of the day, even service. even if they did have it, you're looking at a $60 subscription for TV service a month, which would then just be what you're paying through your cable company 
for a basic TV subscription. Like yeah, it, but you're not, you're, not you're, get you're not getting single, you're not you're not getting, getting any Viacom benefit. And Disney. No, no, you're going to get basic cable at at most, or oh, yeah. you're going to get just Viacom and Disney shit at most, and. And like That's I, why these internet services still haven't taken off is because it's just, oh, I get to watch fucking local channels, whatever. And like I said, the fact, the amount of money they're making off of cable boxes that they pay pennies for, shit. <laughs> they're not worried about this shit. That's how they make that much money. That's why those companies are so big in the first place. Um... All right, well, the next article is Xbox One devs are asking for early access-style programs. Now, I'm curious, because you and Michael, Jason, are both kind of big Steam gamers. How do you feel about this? It, it all depends on the price, what the amount of support they give. Like, this, this nothing, if Microsoft wants to let it happen, fine, but it's completely up to the developers to make it worth it for the community. Yep. The developers have to put it first in keeping the community up to date with what they're doing, what their goals and are. Not taking too long to decide your point. I, I think I think the biggest issue with early access is they put it out there and they don't know what they don't know what they want to do with it. Yeah. That's a huge issue for me. I, I'm I, I call myself a designer because I typically have a goal in mind. And what what we get is a base work. There are some games that have great base works. Uh, Seven Days to Die is basically Minecraft, but you know, mm-hmm. actual realistic graphics and more to do. That seems like an early access game that's going somewhere. Like the developers know what they want to do, but there's some early access games that come out and it's just like uh, we don't know what the fuck we want to do. Like Rust. 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 Oh my that's god. That's pretty bad. <laughs> we both said Rust at the same time. All right, but do you think this has like? Because this is going to be on a console, do you think at this point Microsoft have to be like, well, it needs to be up to at least beta standards, where it's if, not if, final release, but a real beta, which is no, a year and a half out. That, everyone would bitch. Look, Microsoft's forcing devs to get to a beta status to have early access. Sony will just let them do it at any time. I I don't. It's. Now, I'd rather go with Microsoft at that point because yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a quality product at 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 least at some point. There's, there's a, you know, if they enforce a certain standard on developers, that's gonna, you know, hamper some, some people from wanting to use it. But if it means that in the end we get a better game, I would hope that people would accept that. I certainly have. I would, I would rather have a developer that knows where they want to go with their game rather than yeah. just wandering aimlessly through a forest. I just feel like early access on consoles should have a time frame. Like you, you should have a. Like, when I purchase fucking Minecraft, the PC version on console or whatever, it should say, in three days, four hours, two minutes, this game will release 1.0, you know, or whatever, to give me uh, an actual release, and not just, it's coming, we're still working on it, we have, like you said, Michael, just have no idea where you want to take it, what you want to do with it. Well, the other thing has to be price. There has to be... uh... There has to be a part a point where you're it's it's working in your favor to buy this game in early access where you're getting you're getting enough of you know I'm I'm spending $10 instead of you know 20 but I feel like by the end of it it'll be worth the 20 
it, they can't start releasing early access games for twenty, twenty-five, thirty dollars. Like if they if they go down that route, then it's just gonna fucking it's gonna fail out the gate. Don't spend that kind of money over the normal retail price. It's, it, it's all communication, price, and how fast they're gonna do updates. And like Michael said, keeping a goal for what they want to do. Because goddamn Rust. <laughs> all right well haven't they, haven't they said that they are literally like rewriting the entire game because the first iteration of the game was sort of like cobbled together from a bunch of different games or something all i know is that game turned into troll the game so that's all you did in that game was basically troll at the last time i even played it all right now it's time for the article to make michael cave the Xbox One one year of Xbox Live and a hundred dollar gift card available for four hundred forty dollars at Dell, Michael. But it's a Dell gift card. I don't need to buy anything from Dell anytime soon. Okay. I was trying. I tried, people. Try to get Michael on the Xbox One train. He just keeps fucking letting it pass by. But alright. Can all I right. use the gift card towards the system? <laughs> yeah, that's what it it should be. It should be three hundred and forty bucks. Just let me put that gift card right towards the system. That doesn't help them sell other products, Dusty. Yes, it would. All right. Uh, Xbox One August update detailed. New friend section on the home screen, which looks really cool. It's going to have 3D Blu-ray support, which was going to be our biggest story of the week because, you know, Vern was here. I don't. I haven't heard from Vern. I'm worried. Yeah, the but, company uh, that owned that base pioneered Blu-ray doesn't have to playback on this fucking console yet but uh yeah <laughs> they're gonna allow you to while you're watching videos turn off all notifications while you're watching the video so you don't get interrupted in the middle of the video which is cool uh and system utility updates is kind of what they you know they're just this gonna... is a good update i like that friends thing and then they got the like unlike on um oh yeah they're essentially putting their own version of twitter they're, you're going to have comments. You're going to be able to make your own comments. You're going to be able to like, unlike. You'll be like they're just making. I'm wondering at the some point they're going to have like a global board where you get the most upvoted content on you know Xbox Live and the most upvoted comments and shit like that. Yeah. Like that, like cool. a real Twitter community. Yeah, just like take all the friend stuff and just. Move it to where, you know, you could have a global, almost a global chat kind of thing. We'll see, though. It's probably yeah. going that way, honestly. But this was a really good update. I like the Friends tab a lot. It looks really good. All right, guys. Did you get to uh, see it, Michael? I looked at it off and on. It's really yeah. cool. I mean... There was some. I, I was reading a thread in a PS4 forum, and they were like, "I wish we got monthly updates like the Xbox did." That's pretty telling. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So I think that's gonna be it for news this week. Oh, one last thing. Uh, yeah. I was really excited it. about it. Doom. They had that. They had that Doom preview. I was like, "Are you really excited about that?" From the way Are it was you? described, it sounds like they're doing what the New Order did, which is just let's just go balls to the wall FPS. That's good to see, because the new order is going to see you very well. So, I'm happy about that. But, 
we're not going to see anything about that for a while because they've they've said that that's completely under wraps and the public is going to see anything about the game for a while. So, if we went to QuakeCon, congratulations. The eight of you that did. Yep. So, all I know is a bunch of Doom fans went into a building, they got to see Doom, and then they all said, hey, it's awesome. That's all I know. And I heard there was a really big fucking shotgun. Heard there was a really big shotgun. But, uh, Yep, that's it for news this week, guys. So, Michael, what have you been playing? Skyrim. Skyrim. Yep. How is it? Skyrim. It's Skyrim. A little bit of Skyrim. Here and there, once in a while. <laughs> Jason, have you been playing anything different this week? Um, let me see. What the fuck have I been playing? Uh... I played, um, shit, I know I played some stuff on the original Xbox. I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I kind of missed, um, I played some Phantom Dust. I don't think I mentioned that yet, and it's interesting. It's, I could see why there's a niche following behind it. It's very fucking anime, like insanely anime. Um, I want to play some more of it. Uh, let's, oh, I tried out Orion Dino Horde. That game fucking blows hard. Don't even tempt it. Oh, I played Just Cause 2 multiplayer. How the fuck does that game run so good? Michael? How? Can you explain Wizardry. this to me? Yeah, I, I, I don't, know, I don't dude. get it. That game looks so good. You can have an 80-man server going. People are blowing shit up. Helicopters going everywhere. Fucking just shit blowing up. And it looks great. Not even a hitch. It's like fuck. Well, that 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 mod was in development for over a year. Yeah, I know. Versus most awesome mods, which are in development for like six months to like yeah. three months. So it was awesome that they made it a fistle. But it's just, how does this game run so fucking good? And I'm running a 760 Ti. I mean, I got a good seat. It looks beautiful. Um, and I played a little Fallout Three. I mean, it's Fallout. I, I played it for like four hours and then stopped. I'm not sure if I'm going to go back. I might. Um, but yeah, everyone, guys, if you got an original Xbox, hook it up to your router, go to Xbox Connect, search Xbox Connect in the search engine, go to the Xbox Connect website, download the software, hook it up, let's play some Project Gotham Racing with Dumbass 3. I got it ready to go. Let's do it. That's all. I, that's all I have to say about Vietnam. Well, <clears throat> I want to say a few things about Titanfall because I played it again and I loved it. This shit's great. Uh, the new DLC is really fun. I really like the new maps. Um, like it's, I forgot what the map's called, but it was like a. It almost had like the best part of every single map in a single map, and it was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever played. It was colorful. I didn't feel like I was playing in a fucking gray arena anymore, like a lot of the Titanfall maps felt, uh, but I don't know. Titanfall. It's enjoyable. Hit me up. We'll play. They should put that on the box. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's Xbox enjoyable. Uncut. Xbox Uncut, motherfuckers. It's also, enjoyable. thank you for everybody that wrote in this week. Uh, I appreciate everybody like writing us and taking the time out of their day to 
listen to our podcast. Uh, but it could be this, worse. <laughs> yeah, Xbox Uncut. <laughs> Xbox Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week, for the show this week. Uh, like I said, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Please write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. Tell us what you think of, you know, anything, even minorities in gaming. What's your opinion on the subject? Did you read that gaff thread? How do you feel? Like, what do you, how do you think the solution, what the solution should be to increase, uh, I, I hate to say minorities, but like kind of to drive in more culture into the gaming industry? Did Hitler do nothing wrong? I mean, I want to hear <laughs> these things. All right. Vern still wants love notes at the end of the day. You know? Yes. Do you have any problems with anything? STDs, I don't care what it is. Vern. Oh my god, don't write that stuff in. Vern I don't want it. Answer. No, but then I <laughs> will have to see it. And I don't don't send me pictures. Send Vern I'll forward, pictures. I'll, I'll send I'll send well, everything to what's Vern. What's Vern's email? No, I guess he's <laughs> No, I am not doing that. That is wrong. That is mean. <laughs> that's cruel. Alright guys, that's gonna be it. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.